Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go-to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast. It's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your own quest. Book your flights. Let's quest. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, first of all, I want to thank you for your attention and for listening to the stories and honoring these amazing guests. The podcast isn't just about other people's quests. It's also designed to activate you on your own quest. Have you ever noticed that when you have a dilemma or you feel stuck in some area, if you leave and go on a trip, when you're on that flight and above the clouds, suddenly you feel at peace, calm. Your problem doesn't seem so big because you have perspective. And you might also have noticed that when you've arrived at your destination and you spend a few days there, wherever that place may be, you start to get clarity. And that dilemma, that stagnant energy, that stuckness, or whatever the issue was in your life, all of a sudden you start getting answers and clarity. Someone said to me once, whenever I'm stuck or I have a problem, I just travel. And when I get back home, all of the answers, it's like they've been dropped into a deposit box. Has that ever happened to you? Going on a quest is very different than going on a vacation. Think about it. Vacate to vacate means you're leaving or possibly even running away from something. But with a quest, this is very intentional. So let's break down what a quest is to kind of get under the hood a little bit more. The very first use of the word quest was in the year 1300 or early 14th century. And the standard definition of a quest is an act or instance of seeking, pursuit, search, a chivalrous enterprise in medieval romance, usually involving an adventurous journey. Also an inquest, a judicial inquiry, a search for something, a hunt, a pursuit, an inquiry. You see, so quest is really a very intentional, directional, it's pointed. You want something specific. It's a goal or a task. And I think a quest often leads to a conquest. You're not sure what you're in search of, but you just know you're in search of something, some answer. You find it, and then the next step is a conquest. So that, for me, is the difference between a quest and a vacation. In my experience, I've gone on a quest when I was desperately seeking a new reality. So a quest, for me, has been a seed. It's kind of an open book. So do you remember those choose your adventure stories that were around in the 80s? If you want to do this, turn the page to 17. If you want to enter the cave, turn the page to 23. That's how I see a quest. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know we're going to go to this certain location and we feel like we'll get clarity around our answers. So a quest is like a timeout. Often a radical change of environment is needed in order to attain the conquest. Here's another example. So Matthew McConaughey came out with Green Lights, 
his first book, which is a treasure trove of his history and wisdom. His very supportive wife, Camilla, in the book, it says that this is what happened, that he didn't want to write the book. He wanted someone else to write it. And it just became very clear over time that he was, it was only to be written by him, that he was going to be, have to be the one that would write it. And so Camilla said, I want you to leave, get out of here, and don't come back until your manuscript is written. So what did Matthew do? He went on a quest. He went out into the desert. He drove out in an RV. He put all of these papers out and organized it, and he just spent time in isolation and solitude for 30 days. So that was his quest, a quest to dig inside and find what really needed to come out of him. So I'm not sure what dilemma you have. Maybe you're at a stalemate in some area of your life. Maybe you feel like you've outgrown a particular role, or maybe you've realized that you're tolerating some certain reality that you're just fed up with. And so this is why I believe going on a quest is the best step that you can take. Around the same time in the 14th century, there is a Persian poet who I adore, Hafiz. One of my favorite quotes from Hafiz, although there are so many. You are the sun in drag. You are God hiding from yourself. And so a quest really introduces us to ourselves more. Why is that? Because I believe when we go into a radically new environment, when we take ourselves out of this black and white humdrum, this drab routine where we're kind of the walking dead, we're asleep, and we put ourselves in a completely new environment that is foreign to us, it wakes us up on all levels. Andrew McCarthy said, I'm most myself when I'm traveling. When we take that decision, when we make that decision to proactively go to a strange environment, What we're really saying to our soul is, you matter, and I know you might be a little bit asleep right now, and you don't feel totally activated, so I'm going to activate you. That, to me, is what a quest is. Here are some other words. Expedition, journey, odyssey, voyage, pilgrimage, trek, pursuit, search, hunt, chase, push, striving, stakeout, crusade, Cruise, sail, sojourn, wayfaring, walkabout, advancement, discovery, unfolding, inquiry, investigation, probe, research, analysis, dissection, audit, consideration, reconnaissance. So you are, when you go on a quest or when you leave home, like the hero's journey, you do have a purpose and you won't come back until you have the answer. Fortunately for you you will have an answer 99.99% of the time. Joseph Campbell said, culture is not just what we create, it's what we are. Intentional communities of artists and thinkers are the guardians of our cultural heritage and the innovators who will shape our future. How does one innovate? It's almost impossible to innovate without exposure to new environments, new people, new ideas, new surroundings. That's another reason why if you're stuck, going on a quest, leaving home, going to a different country, or even going to a different canton or province or county or state, wherever you are, could be the best thing, the best non-specific thing that you could do for yourself because the answers will come. Your soul is more awake and your channel 
is more open to divine intelligence and deposits of wisdom. So I would say it's time. Grab your passport and overnight bag. Rise above the hypnotic Instagram scrolliosis and the urgent to-do lists. It doesn't matter if you waste 30 minutes or three hours a day watching other people live their lives. Society has programmed us into the habit of looking outside of ourselves for answers through screens, through YouTube videos, through courses. So why not replace a Google-laden life with real conversations or a quest of your own into the unknown in search of your own holy grail? So think about what is that area of life that has you stuck right now? Are you willing to do something radical and totally illogical to enter a new paradigm? You know, in the hero's journey, this quest is called leaving the known for the unknown. So answering the call. So something outside of you calls you to do something. Right now, I'm calling you to begin your own quest with a very specific itch or problem or dilemma that you might have, that this quest will magically resolve for you. And usually what happens in the next step is the subject, the hero, is refuses the call. It's like he has to push back as a test for sincerity. It's almost a test to the universe. Is this really for me? If it is, I know it's going to show up again. And then finally, we have the subject or the hero, answering the call and entering the unknown. So entering the unknown is when you decide to click on those flights. In 2019, when I made the decision to leave corporate forever, I had fear, trepidation, and possibly even a little shaking in my right hand. As I clicked on that mouse button, my very first time in Asia, I booked a round trip for, I don't remember the exact dates, but it was for 60 days. So I booked the flights. Then I went to get my 60-day visa and I went by myself. I had no idea specifically what answers were waiting for me in Ubud, Bali. I just knew that there was magic in answering the call to adventure and entering the unknown. So I submit the more unknown you can make the place within, with boundaries, within reason, without entering into terminal danger, the more magical the universe's response. So the call to travel outside of your comfort zone, literally and figuratively, isn't only necessary, I believe, after the past four years. It's also an alchemical process. The process of exiting the known to enter the unknown is where the synchronicities happen. Have you ever noticed also when you travel, it seems that there are all these strange coincidences. It seems like you're almost floating, walking on air. This magic thing happens and this magic thing happens. Maybe you run into someone who is from your small city on the other side of the world. These things happen all the time. Bob Dylan said, he not busy being born is busy dying. And that's exactly what we're talking about. The process of the quest is an alchemical process. Without being reborn, you have to be willing to leave an old version of you. So the best way to create a new identity is to leave the old you behind. And that's what we do when we travel. You cannot come back the same person. If you go across the world, whether you go to India or Sedona or Australia, wherever you're setting out to go that you don't know, that isn't known to you, when you come back, you won't be the same person. You will have had different influences, different ideas. So I want to challenge you 
if you are in your comfort zone or if you're coming up with excuses as to why you can't go on a quest or why it might even seem silly or or frivolous, how many times is the term, oh, I'm going off to find myself? How many times have you heard people scoff at that? Well, they've clearly never been on a quest. And perhaps there's even a part of them that's a little jealous that they don't have the chutzpah to do something similar. The three greatest perpetrators of our downward spiral into insanity in isolation, in my opinion, are the normalization of the nine to five corporate industry and concrete jungle, which severed us from our true nature and severed us from being in nature. Next, the rapid acceleration of screen time. Many live behind screens 18 hours a day instead of only eight, which is which was already appalling. And finally, social media, which like it or not, has contributed to the breakdown of many relationships, marriages, and intimacies. With social media, boundaries are extremely porous, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, and it's easier to breach our promises since we're always facing outward straight into these tech bubbles rather than inward where we should be facing and growing intimacy. Social media, I see as an escape. I think that we've passed the inflection point. I think the bubble has popped for the information age. Yes, we can get over it now. Yes, there's information anywhere. Yes, you can learn anything spending a whole afternoon researching YouTube videos. Yes, you can reach anyone. Yes, you can be a voyeur and spy on what someone's, hmm, I wonder what this person is doing on their in their lives. I'm going to open their Instagram page. We could continue drowning in this information, or we could wake up our souls and do something different. We can leave and walk our own path. What if the premise that technology connects people ended up being a giant farce and a lie? But now that most societies are severely addicted, instead of facing inconvenient truths, we defend our habits to the death, like any irrational addict would. Have you noticed that no one is going to technology rehab or iPhone rehab? I submit that perhaps it's high time we do. Maybe we activate our own rehab by traveling or going on a quest. At minimum, we might at least attempt to disrupt our own maladaptive patterns in favor of sanity, proactive reflection, and communion without the numbness and distraction of tech. So there are a lot of different quests you could go on. You could go on a 24-hour no-tech quest. You could rent an Airbnb for 24 hours and leave your phone and just watch how you have these withdrawal symptoms, these itches. Oh no, now I don't know how to get to the coffee shop with my Google Maps. Oh no, now I can't check Instagram or I can't check on my loved ones without an iPhone for 24 hours. But this is when you're forced to go inward and face yourself. This is when you're forced to connect with your new environment. And that's where the downloads come because we've created space for it. So I see Quest not only as a hunt, as a search or a resolution for greater meaning, or an answer to a dilemma. But I also see it as a proactive calling out to God or the universe, where we open space to receive. You know, it's often said that prayer is when we talk to God, meditation is when we receive his answers, or her answers. 
And a quest is just another form of prayer. It's us saying, something isn't working, I've outgrown something, and I know that in order to get a radically different life, that I need to match that by doing something radically different. One of the principles of creating miracles in my studies of an ancient Jewish mysticism was that if we want to create miracles, we have to match the energy of a miracle. We have to become the energy of a miracle. So what is a miracle? It's usually something unexpected that seems to defy logic, reason, or science. It feels like it has the mark of the supernatural on it. Not something where it's linear, where if I do this, I will get this. No, it's something that's wildly impactful or huge or different, whether it's the burning bush or the parting of the Red Sea. When we experience a miracle in our life, something that is completely incomprehensible, that it feels like it was only sent by the hand of God. It's, it feels A miracle feels like the signature. A miracle will always feel like the signature of God. Oh, only God could have had his hand in this. So in order to open to miracles, and to if you believe in the law of correlation, as above, so below, as within, so without, if you believe in that universal principle, and even if you don't, it doesn't matter, it will still be true then in order to call in miracles, we have to do things that are crazy and illogical. And what would be crazier and illogical if you are stuck or in a stalemate or an impasse or you feel like you've outgrown your life and you weren't being busy being born, but you were busy dying and you knew that you were dying or that your old self wanted to die? So then what would be more miraculous than setting out on foot into a wild, foreign land to receive your next steps, to receive your answers. And this is why I always like to go to totally new environments. I think we're spending too much time on Zoom, too much time virtual. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think we should necessarily shut it down. What I'm saying is We should be more proactive. We should be mastering these tools and instruments rather than drowning in them, becoming saturated in them, and letting them become our lives. We're letting this technology steer the ship. If you don't believe me, try being a teenage girl for a day and spending some time on Instagram. How much cyberbullying and how many suicides have there been Because comparison is a joy killer. That's all social media is. It's you can't avoid the comparison. So all I'm asking is for you to put the power back in your own hands. Write down what is that one dilemma you have or what is that one area of life that you're tolerating? And then I'm going to invite you to do something that feels wild, crazy, and illogical and go on a quest. Now, some of you might have a very specific issue having to do with freedom in your life. And that's what my VIP days are all about. So I combine my VIP days with a quest. I want it to be a quest for you. I want us to be in a completely different environment. So that's why for about three to six weeks, I'm going to be in Miami. That is the place that I've chosen for my next quest. And I would invite you, if you're listening to this, if you're tolerating something, if you feel stuck, 
If you want to learn more, the scheduling link in the show notes, I'd love to talk to you about designing a quest for you. We'll spend a day together. We're going to create some wildly new, we might even create some new income streams. That's why I want to connect with you first to see if it would make sense for me to be a part of your quest. You know, in the hero's journey, there are helpers. I've already called you on an adventure. Maybe you thought this was silly or it's something that you didn't need and you've refused the call. And maybe a few of you will come back and and think, you know what? There is something that's stale in my life right now. And it does sound fun to go to Miami for a few days. And I'm curious to hear what she has to say. So maybe I'll book a call. So I invite you to do that. And let's just take it from there. What I do know is that our connection with our own heart and soul is severed. And we're at a point in our civilization where we must exert a great amount of effort just to hear our own hearts and minds, to hear ourselves think. That's what I'm offering to you. A space for you to hear yourself think. A creative lab. An intimate incubator where we pull down the answers together and create something epic and majestic. My VIP days are all about liberation, financial liberation, lifestyle liberation, and the environment, I believe, is the single most impactful element in getting a result. The environment needs to support your quest. Otherwise, you're going to die in your comfort zone. So let's do something crazy and illogical together. If you want to learn more, book a call with that link. And I might even drop another episode tomorrow because I'm really enjoying this called The Seven Principles of Liberation. So instead of suicide by neglect, escape, and over-entertainment, which is where most of Western civilization seems to be heading, what would happen if we shut it all down and began paying attention to what was really going on? Rather than our drugs of choice, complacency and inaction in the face of invasions and multiple world conflicts, rising inflation, this feeling of dread in the pits of our stomach as if we know that we feel that something bad might be landing in the next 12 months. There is no better time than now to get back in the driver's seat and put the initiative on our side so that we're in control. A quest is for visionaries and it's for people who are proactive. It's for early adopters. It's for the leaders. The followers watch the people going on quests. So I'm asking you to do something really crazy to break down the walls of your invisible bubbles and step outside for a minute to get some clarity. This is step one in Operation Rescue. Whatever you're scared of, write it all down now and do something crazy to answer the call. What is missing in your life? What are you tolerating? What are you in search of? What do you want more of? More what? The quest has the elusive answer and it has the key to unlock that unmet need. Also, when you gather with other humans, even if it's one human, what you're doing is you're taking a stand. You're saying to the creator or to God or to the universe or whoever you believe in, you're saying, no, I'm trading pixels for corneas. The Silk Road funded and created the very prolific Renaissance period, the period in which we've received some of the most prolific art and advances. Guess what? Corneas were involved in that. 
And so were uncomfortable steps away from home. Or the pioneers who moved westward across the American plains. A physical quest is ideal as it's symbolic and matches your inner seeking. You see, so within, so without. Anytime we make a larger effort, it shows the creator or the divine that we are dead serious. And if someone took an extra effort, wouldn't you also make an effort to give them what they were seeking? So tell me this, ladies. Here's another example. Are you more inclined to give your time and energy to a man who texts you or a man who drives a thousand miles and shows up at your doorstep with two dozen roses? Which one? That's exactly the metaphor here. If we want something big, we have to do something big. If we want miracles, if we want illogical, crazy miracles, we have to do crazy, illogical things that don't make sense. The reason the quest is important is because a departure from our home, our habits, and our technology is the easiest and fastest way to trade sleepy, reactive behavior for super conscious, proactive behaviors and to shake things up. I look forward to having a conversation with you. It's time for you to get free. Liberate yourself. Declare your own D-Day of liberation.